Welcome to another episode of Joyful Recovery in Christ, a podcast dedicated to Christians in recovery. While we use the traditional 12 steps as a guide, we clearly define Jesus Christ as our higher power. In fact, the highest power. And we base our recovery on a vibrant faith in Jesus. One thing is certain, in Christ there is joyful recovery from whatever you're facing today. I'm your host, Pastor Jim. This week we're continuing our study of three chapters from the book of Romans, chapters 6, 7, and 8. It's a study we're calling the Freedom Chronicles. And today's text is from verse 28 of chapter 8, and it reads as follows. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Here ends our verse. This is arguably one of the most appreciated of all of the Bible verses. It has been called by one theologian, a soft pillow for a tired heart. This is a verse that encourages those of us who struggle with life's challenges. And Romans 8.28 defines these challenges in our walk with Christ as events that are guided by God and are meant for our ultimate good. Verse 28 begins with two short words, we know. But how do we know? Where have we gotten the knowledge Paul is talking about here? Well, we know from God's word. All we know about God and about God's dealings with us and the world around us is revealed to us in scripture. After all, how else could we know? In the physical realm, we have no other way to perceive information than through our five senses. But God is spirit. He lives in a spiritual realm. We're here, God's there. And so, in his love and mercy, God gave us his very word to bridge the two realms and to make communication with us possible. This verse continues by describing exactly what we know. Listen, quote, We know that God causes all things to work together for good. Close quote. Now, since God is the causative agent in all this, we can be sure that ultimately, Good will come to his children in all things. We have an excellent example of this in the Old Testament account of the life of Joseph. In the book of Genesis, we learn about Jacob's favorite son, Joseph. He was so hated by his brothers that they sold him into slavery. And Joseph was taken by slave traders to Egypt and sold there to a man named Potiphar. Well, Potiphar's wife tried to seduce Joseph, but he would have none of it. 
She lied to her husband, Potiphar, that Joseph had tried to rape her. And so Potiphar threw Joseph in jail on a trumped-up charge. But God blessed Joseph and Joseph's faithfulness. And Joseph became second in command in all of, G of Egypt eventually. Then came the moment that his brothers were reunited with Joseph in Egypt, and they feared for their lives, thinking Joseph would take his revenge for what they had done to him. But instead of punishing his brothers, Joseph forgave their sin against him. And he said this to them, You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. In our recovery journey, we have all experienced pain and disappointment. And we've caused pain and disappointment to others as well. And yet, God promises to redeem all these things, to make them work for the good of our lives and for the good of our recovery. Now, that doesn't mean that God approves of everything we do especially those things that are sinful. It means that for his children, God causes these things to turn out okay. But that promise isn't for everyone. Who is it for? Well, we learn that in the last half of the verse. Listen to what it says. We know that God causes all things to work together for good, to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Close quote. Let's begin with the first category, those who love God. That may make some of us a little uneasy, because we immediately ask ourselves if we love God enough to fit into such a category. But we really need to pay close attention to the context here. It's God who's the author of all this. He gives us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit changes our hearts from hating God. And he does it by giving us hearts that love God. And God does this by calling us into his faith family, quote, according to his purpose, close quote. And exactly what is God's purpose? We may ask that question because of some areas of our life that are causing us pain and suffering, and that's understandable. The events in life that are unpleasant are, well, sometimes really unpleasant. And we often end up asking the why questions. Why me, Lord? Why did you let this happen to me? Well, maybe we should ask those questions in a little different way. Maybe we should ask, why not me, Lord? Why did I do the things I did to cause these things to happen to me? And why do you care about me so much that your greatest desire 
is for all things to turn out for my ultimate good. One thing is certain. God is not working to make us happy necessarily. God is working in us for his purposes to be fulfilled. And yet, carrying out God's purpose as part of a life of service to Jesus is as close to happiness as we get this side of heaven. Those who are the called according to his purpose have a new perspective on life. They trust in God to do for them what they could never do for themselves. In the case of recovery, that means that we look to Jesus when we struggle. You'll recall Paul's words in the previous chapter, quote, Who will rescue me from this body of death? Close quote. Now this metaphor that he uses referring to a body of death. That would have been a vivid metaphor in Paul's day. Sometimes when a man was convicted of murder, his punishment would be to have the corpse of the person he killed tied to his back. The murderer would then carry around his victim for days as the dead body putrefied and rotted and the flesh began hanging off of the bones. We carry our body of death every day. It's called our sinful nature. And it wants only to sin. And in our case, it wants only to practice our addiction. But when we look to Jesus, he rescues us from our body of death. Next time, we're going to begin a discussion of two verses that are, in my opinion, two of the most fascinating verses in all of Scripture. They are verses 29 and 30 of Romans chapter 8. The subject matter of these verses is the how of our being called into God's faith family. We'll begin that discussion in eternity past, and we'll complete our discussion in the glory of heaven. These two verses are so filled with essential information that it will likely take us two, maybe three weeks to cover it all. And we'll do that. And so until next week, this is your host, Pastor Jim, wishing you God's richest blessing.